0: everybody. Good morning and uh, welcome to our outdoor service. I I love these. Oh, happy Father's Day. By the way, all you dads out there, you are more important than you probably realize. But I love outdoor services, not just because we have such a wonderful day today, but I love them because all of us get to be together. And it's so good to see all of us together. And I want to start by just saying thank you. Uh, A lot of you know that uh, two weeks ago today, my wife's uh, dad, my father-in-law, passed away. And uh, he was the last of our uh, four parents. We had great parents, and uh, all four passed away in the last two and a half years. And uh, I want to echo what I've heard so many of you say to me over the years. I don't know how anyone gets through real hardship or tragedy without God and without God's people. Uh, So I just want to say thank you. Thank you for your love and your prayers. I am so, so grateful to be a part of this church, uh, this uh, community of believers. Uh, So thanks. All right. We uh, get to uh, continue our series uh, on the Old Testament. We're looking at the Psalms. There are 150 Psalms in the Bible, and they are mostly prayers. Uh, prayers that are being prayed in every and any circumstance in life. And that's what we want to learn during these 10 weeks. We want to learn to turn to God at any and every moment of our lives. And I have loved the series so far. I love what Mike Halwerda and our comm team put together with the Psalms devotional. That is super helpful. I hope if you took one, you are finding that to be helpful As well, and I uh, have loved the sermons the last uh, two weeks. If you did not hear Zach's sermons the last two weeks, go back and listen to them. They're two of the best sermons I have ever uh, heard. But today, we get to look at probably the most familiar psalm, uh, Psalm 23. And that's why we have sheep here. That is uh, my prop. Aren't you glad we're not in the sanctuary with that prop, right? But we get to have sheep here. Uh, This is uh, the psalm that starts, The Lord is my shepherd. It's a very beautiful psalm. It's a very soothing psalm. There is something peaceful about it. I actually recited it to my father-in-law two weeks ago. Today, just a few hours before he passed away. And there is, uh, I think, the secret to it being uh, soothing and beautiful is the power of the psalm. It's only six verses long. Let me go ahead and read it again, just so you get to hear it. He says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. You prepare a table before before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I like... You probably, I have always uh, known about the beauty of that psalm, always felt the comfort of that psalm. But until this last week, when I started to prepare for this message, I I had never seen kind of the pattern that the psalmist uses as he prays. Uh, There's this pattern that you can use, that I have used the last week, that I think might be really, really helpful to all of us. Uh, there are three parts to the pattern that the psalmist uses. He starts out by talking to himself about God. He talks to himself about God. He says, "The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want." He makes me lie down. So he's not talking to God at that point, and he's not talking to anyone else. He's just talking to himself. And then the second part of the pattern is he talks to God about himself, you'll notice he changes and he begins to say, you are the one who does this. You lead me. You are the one, your rod, your staff, they comfort me. And finally, he talks to himself about himself in light of what uh, God has done in being his shepherd. That's, That's my grandson who keeps trying to run up. Ezekiel, you stay. All right. All right, so let me tell you what I, let me show you what I mean. The first uh, part of the pattern, when he uh, talks to himself about God, the first three verses start out like this. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. The psalmist is reminding himself here. We don't know what's going on in his life. You know, some of the psalms, we do know what's going on. We don't know what's going on in his life. But what he's doing is he's reminding himself of who God is and who he is. And what he says is, the Lord is my shepherd. Now, this is important. Don't miss this. If the Lord is not your shepherd, then someone or something else is. Just because the Lord isn't your shepherd doesn't mean you're not a sheep, right? You are being led and fed by something. Every human being is, right? And you are counting on something to fill the deep need in your soul. And if it's not the Lord, then it may be your family. It could be your children. It could be your career. It could be your friends. It could be a lot of different things, But the psalmist right here reminds himself, and he says, I need to remember, no matter what is going on, that the one who really leads me, really feeds me, the one I've been designed to follow is the Lord. And the Lord is my shepherd. He is infinitely good, and he is for me. You know, I I love the story of Joseph in the Old Testament. Uh, Joseph uh, has this a terrible relationship with his brothers. They end up selling him into slavery when he's a teenager. He gets uh, to Egypt. He gets sold to a man named Potiphar. It seems like things finally level out in his life. Then he's unjustly accused of, uh, of, uh, of sexual assault. Uh, he gets put in prison. He wastes away in there what it seems to be until all of a sudden... Miraculously, he's pulled out of prison, becomes the most powerful man in all of Egypt, second only to Pharaoh. And at the end of the book of Genesis, when uh, his father Jacob dies, Joseph's brothers get very scared because they think that Joseph is going to enact revenge on them. And they go to Joseph and Joseph says, and it's a very famous verse at the end of Genesis, he says, What you meant, don't worry, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. What was he saying? He was saying what his father Jacob had said two chapters earlier when his father Jacob said, the Lord has been my shepherd all the days of my life. I didn't always see it, but I see it now. Listen, this is true. You may be going through something, uh, many of you are, where you uh, don't see God leading and feeding you at all. You feel like you're wandering and no one is paying attention, particularly God. This is the way to start your prayer tomorrow morning. This is what you need to be reminding yourself of. These three verses are verses we should all memorize. And When you wake up tomorrow morning, the first thing I want you to say to yourself is, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He is the one who leads me. He is the one who feeds me today. And then something changes in the psalm. Instead of saying he, the psalmist begins to talk to God and say you. And so that brings me to my second part of the pattern. The psalmist begins after he talks to himself about God. He talks to God about himself. And this is what he says. He says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. This is fascinating to me. Because he starts, the psalmist starts out talking about green pastures and still waters and his soul being restored. And that's what we would expect if the Lord really is our shepherd. What we don't expect is the valley of the shadow of death, whatever that is. And that's when the psalmist begins to talk to God in the valley of the shadow of death. And he says to God, it's your rod and your staff that comfort me. You know, a good shepherd always feeds and leads his sheep. But a good shepherd is at his very best when he's protecting his sheep against anything that threatens them. A rod in the hands of an angry shepherd is a formidable weapon. And a good shepherd will stand between the threat and his sheep and say to the threat, if you want to get to them, you need to go through me. It's not hard to see that this is what Jesus was referring to in John chapter 10 when Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The Good Shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. That's John chapter 10. Nine chapters later, Jesus is hanging on a cross and doing just that, laying his life down for his sheep. You know, uh, two weeks ago, my uh, father-in-law passed away. And before he passed away, he wrote his own obituary. And I don't know uh, really Uh, many people who have written their obituary. But what Jesus, when he says that he is the good shepherd and he lays his life down for the sheep, what he's saying is, I will protect my sheep from what threatens them. And the thing that is coming after you, no matter who you are, there are two things that are coming after you. There is judgment and there is death. Judgment and death. One of the things I know about me is that I have an acute sense of justice. That's probably why uh, when I was growing up, I loved uh, Clint Eastwood movies. It's why John Wick movies are popular today. Those movies always start with some kind of injustice and then Clint Eastwood or John Wick, they set it right. And there's something inside of human beings that says, I want justice and justice must be done, except when it comes to ourselves. But God says that judgment is coming for all of us. It's coming rolling like a river for everything you have ever done, everything you have ever said, everything you have ever thought. And when we're honest with ourselves, we know that that's true. That for many of us, for all of us, there is going to be hell to pay. And the other thing that's coming for us is death. It comes for all of us. So when my father-in-law wrote his obituary, what was interesting about his obituary is that it was full of joy and anticipation. Because my father-in-law wanted people who read it to remember, to know one thing. That's why he wrote it himself. He wanted them to know that he was not afraid of judgment, or death because he had somebody who stood between him who said, I am your good shepherd and I will lay down my life for you. And what he believed is that Jesus through his death and resurrection had taken both judgment and death on himself. And so my father-in-law entered, he left this world with great joy and anticipation. And he was saying in his obituary, the Lord is my shepherd, his rod, his staff. They comfort me. And that brings me to the last part of the pattern. First, the psalmist talks to himself about God. He reminds himself who God is, who is. And then he talks to God about himself and says, even when I fear, I don't have to fear because your rod, your staff, they comfort me. This is what you have done for me. And finally, He talks to himself about himself in light of the Lord being his shepherd. This is what he says. Verse 6, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. Something can be following you and it can be goodness and mercy. We just uh, sang the song. I actually asked the worship team to sing that song right before I got up. And the song says, all my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. And then that chorus it almost always makes me tear up. Says your goodness is running after. It's running after me. Your goodness is running after me. Listen, when you come to the end of your life, what you want is something running after you, not judgment, not death. You want goodness and mercy, and this is the way it can happen. In my, uh, the funeral that we did two weeks ago. Uh, I ended by talking about John chapter 14. In John chapter 14, Jesus is talking to his disciples. They're, they're scared. They, they can feel that there are threats in the air. They think that somebody might die. They think it might be them. And this is what Jesus says to them in John chapter 14. He says, and he says it to them. And he says it to all of us. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me In my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to where I'm going. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. I think Jesus is telling his disciples uh, three things. He's telling us three. Imagine Jesus has three points, always. The first thing that he tells them is that death is not the end. Like they're worried about dying. And the, the thing that Jesus says is don't be troubled about that. Because death is not the end. The second thing he says is that the best is yet to come. Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I will come again. And bring you so that you can be with me. The very best is yet to come. And finally, he says, the way to get there is me. And then Jesus goes to the cross and he dies for us. And he rises again. So that goodness and mercy can follow you all the days of your life. And then you can dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm 23 is a great psalm. It's a very familiar psalm. It's a psalm that brings soothing and comfort. It's beautiful. It is powerful, but there's also a pattern, a pattern that you can use tomorrow, and I would encourage you to do that. To pray through Psalm 23, to start your day by saying, The Lord is my shepherd, reminding yourself, I will not want, I do not have to want. He will lead me and feed me whether I see it or not. And then talk to God about yourself, any fears you have, because his rod and his staff, they will comfort you. And finally, remind yourself of what that means. That means the thing that's chasing after you, starting today and tomorrow and every day, is goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of this life. And then you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Would you pray with me? Father in heaven, I am uh, so grateful for uh, all the psalms, but particularly for this psalm on this day. Uh, I was looking forward to preaching this psalm uh, even uh, before uh, my father-in-law passed away. But this psalm means so much. I pray for everybody here, I pray that you would remind us that the Lord is our shepherd and all that that means. I pray that you will remind us that through his death and resurrection, we don't have to fear death or judgment. And because of his death and resurrection, that goodness and mercy follow us today and every day. And that one day we will dwell in your house forever. Thank you. We pray this in Jesus name. Amen.